0: What's good, y'all? We are back, back again, like we never left. It we is. Never
1: leave. We never leave.
0: <laughs> it's Saturday. You guys know the drill. I don't have to tell y'all what it is now. It, if you've been listening this long, you know. You know the drill. It's Saturday. We about to talk. Um, we got an interesting show. I say, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, the week as usual. Um, Kanye West. Um he's become or becoming the richest black man on earth. Um we're gonna talk about Lebron uh buying the Red Sox or buying ownership into the Red Sox. We're gonna talk a little about a bit about Deshaun Watson and his situation. That's not looking too good for my man, but we'll see. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Uh, when we're gonna talk about some police brutality stuff we saw this week as well but it's not really police brutality but um, it was on the it was on the line but we're gonna talk about that and then we're gonna finish off as always it's women empowerment month so we're gonna have a women empowerment segment in there as well a little plug and just so everyone knows we are still looking for one or two, three, four females to come on this month for Women Empowerment. So if you're interested, please, by all means, hit us up. Let us know. We are welcoming all comers, all comers. So with that being said, let's talk about the week. How was your week?
1: Mine was pretty good, bro. Uh, I really can't complain too much, you know. Just grinded out the week. Saw a few houses, potential buys we don't know where they're going to land, you know, it's seller's market right now. So we're kind of trusting the process and hoping we find something that we live, we like, we love. So we like the 76ers right now,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. Buying a house, man, it's probably one of the most like trickiest things. Cause you're like, you're going, you know, to the, to the houses, you're looking at it, you find one you like, and then it's like, make a bid and you know just like you're kind of waiting you're like ah hopefully we bid enough or we didn't bid it enough and they don't really ever tell you you know exactly what was the winning bid and i just feel like that part kind of like sucks because it's like if you really wanted that house you might go back and you know put some more money up you know but you don't know so they just kind of say oh you didn't win so
1: yeah that and it just like here because so many people are trying to move to houston it's just like overbid sometimes like pay more than what we want to pay or the what the the value of the house is actually going to be somewhat worth so it's like do we really like this house enough to actually want to pay more than it's actually worth like so it's it's a learning curve learning process but i always say what's meant to be will be so if we get a house we get a house if not then we're back to renting again It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, I just, you like renting is one of those things where it's like, it's cool because like you don't have to worry about anything. But then it's like when you want to make a change or anything, you're like, ah, I can't because I only rent here. So it's like, it's good.
1: The worst is like you be out and you be like, shopping and shit, and you like, oh damn, that'd be dope for the place. And it's like, I don't want to have to haul this shit out like six months to a year later. Yes. And, and it's like, oh, we could do, you know, if we had our own place, we could do this, we could do that. So that's the only like nerve pinching thing about you know renting versus owning. It's like if you have your own shit, then you be like, yo, that would be dope in the house. And then it's just in the house, like, or you know, let's remodel, let's. Let's change this wall color or, you know, let's put this on this wall or let's knock down this shit and add some nice ass, you know, Gucci cabinets to the kitchen and shit like that. You can't really do that when you are renting.
0: Yeah, that, that's the worst part about renting. Yeah, you can't do anything, but that's what I say. You should save for a house, right? It's the best equity you can actually money can buy. So
1: That or land
0: that in land yeah that is true that's what they say so you guys will get it i'm sure you'll find something so um but my week has been quiet but tomorrow's a good day because i'm finally oh, getting a little round of applause yay i'm, I'm getting my bike and just is just an fyi anyone listening if someone steals this bike i'm going to jail so, that's just... No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Don't cheat the people out of the story. You got to tell them why. You got to tell them why if the spike gets stolen, why you're going to be livid.
0: So, okay. So, we'll recap. Um, I had a bike before. Actually, two previous bikes, right? So, I had a Kawasaki ZR900 previously. And uh, it was black, 2017. I got it in 2018. It was brand new. <clears throat> had it for a year and as i was getting out of the military like probably three months before i was separating i someone stole it it just came and hijacked them and (laughs) i was hurt and you know i missed my baby and she was gone and the police never found it and you know but and long story short insurance paid out gap covered the rest so I, I really didn't lose any money. Actually I think I made like five hundred dollars from it getting stolen. But then I want this past two years without a bike. But I've always I really wanted to get another one, but I moved and then I moved again and I was like, all right, I'm gonna wait until, you know, I'm in a comfortable position where I can get it and I'm in this space where like I know that the bike is gonna be secure. So I moved here, down here, and I got my new second new job. And I was like, okay, I can afford the bike. I'm going to do it. So I got it. It's another ZR900. This time's 2018. It's still brand new, but um, it's a 2018 one. And uh, like I said, I'm going to get it tomorrow. It's coming back, and it better not get stolen, damn it. It better not get stolen. I, I feel good. I feel good because... My, uh, there's a lot of people in this area that's got a bike. So, and I haven't seen anyone touch, like no one's come and touched it though. Then again, where I lived before, there was a lot of bikes. So, um, no one's come. I've asked the guy, I actually have a neighbor or some guy who just brought his, uh, he just bought a CBR or brought his CBR down or something and his has been out. No one's touched it. So, but I went the, um, superficial way. And I got a uh one of those recovery systems that you put inside the bike. And like if if the bike gets moved or touched, it's gonna it's gonna let me know. And it gives me live
1: oh, and it
0: and it gives me live tracking. So like when the if it's stolen, I can see where it is. So
1: you know what would be hilarious though? If the motherfucker that was stole your shit was listening to the podcast as big riding this bitch like damn I'm damn, this nigga making a podcast about me now look I'm fucking famous
0: Yeah and uh, whoever that is can burn in hell All right it's, I don't know who stole my bike and what you talk but whoever you are I hope you crashed and broke both your legs so i mean
1: at least you not like gonzo you buy a bike and then like two not even like <laughs> a week later it gets <laughs> fucked up because someone yeah, kicks it
0: yeah he man our one friend gonzo from the military yeah he's just had the biggest l's like i don't i've never met a person that just took that many l's all the time like
1: anyway we're gonna name it
0: i don't know yet um i I'll probably figure that out on the ride back. So I'm driving. I'm having one of my coworkers taking me to go get it because it's two, almost two hours away. It's in Tallahassee, Florida, the dealership, and then um, I'm gonna ride it back to Panama. So I'll get a nice little ride in, and it's on the open highway and stuff. So I'll probably figure it out as I'm riding it back. What I'm gonna
1: do? Well, it's been a hot minute since you've been riding. You might fuck your shit up just for
0: that. I was thinking about that, too. I was, like, I was like messing with my helmet today because I'm trying to get it ready. And I was like, damn, I'm nervous. Like, I haven't ridden a bike in two years. Like, I'm going to look stupid probably on the highway. Like, hope I don't stall. (laughs) But then I was like, yeah, you don't ever really forget how to ride. Like, I'm sure once I get on it, I'll just kind of all come back to me. But I've already bought, like, windshield. I bought a windshield. Um, I bought a new helmet. I bought a... The recovery system. I'm going to get one of those Fend Eliminators, too, on it. So, yeah, I'm going to really customize it, like I said. but
1: Yeah, I got a Fender Eliminator. I just haven't put that bitch on yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, one of the reasons why I like the naked bikes is because you can do so much to them. You can really make them look however you want. And they're comfortable to ride on. And I'm still getting the power because it's 950 CCs. So, I'm excited. I'm happy. And the price was good too. They only wanted seventy uh, seven hundred for this. bike. it was on sale, So Because yeah, it's bad. been it's been sitting for a while. So seventy seven hundred for nine hundred fifty CCS. You can't really beat it if you're a new rider. Um, that's definitely I definitely recommend looking at nakeds. Um, you get a, you get a lot of power with them for a little price. Now, Ninja's starting to make like those entry level bikes, like that are above the three hundred. They make a four hundred now. And uh, I think they're making a 500 too. So um, those are options as well. Now, if you go like 300, 400, 500, 650, like you have, that's not too bad. They don't weigh too much. And they're still not as bad on your body. You know, you still sit upright. But after you cross that 650, you are like a Ninja 1000. That's when you're hunched over. I mean, if you like super sports, you know, that's that's the reason why people you know, do that, but not me. My back hurts, so I like to sit up right. I'm old.
1: (laughs) I hear you, I hear you.
0: But other than that, it's it's been a good week so far, so. Um, But yeah, that's that's the recap, so let's talk a little bit about Kanye West. So, um, if you guys haven't seen, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere, but Kanye West is allegedly the richest black man on the planet. Well,
1: well, no in he America. was in America. yeah
0: or in America I thought it was on the I thought it was on earth nah, he,
1: nah he's in America not on earth
0: well, Okay so on on in America and uh but there was a little bit of traction or kickback with it because they're saying that his net worth they were projecting um sales of his shoes and stuff into the future and adding that to his net worth so They're saying it doesn't really count currently. But if his sales projections go through, which they probably will, he'll have an estimated net worth of $6.6 billion, which is (laughs) outrageous to have that kind of money. But, you know, um, shout out to Kanye West. You know, um, he went from a producer living living with his mom, couldn't pay the rent if you... Follow Kanye West that long, you know, college dropout. He talks about his struggles all the time, to being the richest black man in America. So, I can't knock him. You know, I know there's a lot of people that don't like Kanye, but I like Kanye, so I'm not knocking him. But even if you don't like Kanye, like you can't knock his hustle. So, in my in my opinion,
1: yeah, like you said, we don't know if it's 100 percent facts. Uh, we Like you said, We Forbes has been um, kind of shitting on it, trying to say that it's, you know, hold your horses. He's not the richest black man in America. But if it's true, if Kanye is going to be the richest black man in America, he just shitted on everyone. All those that was making fun of him when he was borrowing money, all of those that were saying he's full of himself, all of those that made him, made fun of his uh mental health, talk about, you know, he's in uh the sunken place and all that shit. He just shitted on all y'all to sit there and be worth all that money on just two collabs. And it's only just two collabs, really, with the projected. It's the one, of course, is easy with Adidas, and then, of course, uh, Yeezy Gap. But um, besides music, of course, he hit a grand slam, a walk off to win the World Series. It was, you know, that underdog knockout to to a heavyweight favor, favorite, and then you also got, you know, he's the in March Madness, so he's the Cinderella team if 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 it's all said and done. And then he's that Malcolm Butler interception to win the inter, to win the Super Bowl against the uh, Seattle Seahawks type move right there, man. We sitting here talking about Jay Z uh, yesterday or last episode, and we were talking about how much of a businessman he is, uh, a mogul. How you know we need to listen to what he has to say, and his quote unquote little brother might you know he might outshine him. Now it's like I said, it's only two collabs. Uh, so, and they're already big name brands as it is anyway. I mean, Adidas and, uh, the gap pretty much make billions of dollars by themselves, but at the same time, it's, it's a nice relationship that he has with them. And I applaud him. Like I'm a huge Kanye West fan. I the only, uh, project that he put out that I just think it's fucking garbage is Jesus.
0: Yeah. That but one wasn't good. to me, that one was trash.
1: You might question my taste in music, but 808s and heartbreaks is like one of the greatest albums of all time. And that's just me.
0: So I don't think anybody would question you with that. That's definitely it's up there. 808s yeah. heartbreaks. My favorite Kanye West album is, is Graduation. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, a lot of people say uh, that,
1: but you know, 808s. bro. My 808s junior,
0: is in there too. My
1: junior year, that shit came out. I was in my car just bumping it. All winter, all. <laughs> Spring, all summer until my senior year. Even senior year, I was still bumping that bitch. Like that's like one of the old, one of the only albums that I can like think of that I don't listen to it all the time. But when I turn, like if I get like a glimpse of it, like I'm in the gym and I'm I put on shuffle and one song comes on, I gotta listen to the whole album, top to bottom. Got to start it up. Like oh nope. Let's bring that album out. I'm I'm happy for him if it's true. I mean, we don't know if it is or if it's not, but if it's 100% authenticated, I salute you, bro. Yeah,
0: Yeah, uh, I don't see why Kanye West would not project his sales. I don't think anything he's done clothing-wise hasn't reached. Um, it's actually done way better than, you know, than they ever could expect it, especially his shoes. His shoes have uh, gone from... I mean, he was with Nike, then he, then he did the V1s with the Diaz, now the V2s, the V3s, the 700s, I and mean, the 750s. Um, I mean, if you've been following Kanye, you've seen, I mean, he has, he's just come a long way, a long way. And it just goes to show you, you know, the grind. If you put the work in, you will receive the rewards at some point. You reap the benefits if you put the work in.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. also that thing that, you know, you always got to have confidence in yourself when, even when everyone right. else doubts you. Cause that's, that's basically another, what
0: he yeah. did. And that's another thing, yeah. A lot of people was hating on Kanye's shoes and his clothes. And, like, and it may not be your type of style, you know, the holes in your stuff and whatever. I can understand. like, You know, like that's like, kind of like the homeless, uh, like air quotes, homeless look. But, um, hey, it caught on. It's popping now. And everyone's copying Kanye's stuff, so shout-out to Kanye. Congratulations to Kanye. And, you know, it's just good to see a black billionaire, to be honest. like
1: Another pioneer.
0: That's all yes, i got to say,
1: another pioneer. Another
0: pioneer. But speaking of pioneers, we're going to transition from Kanye to another black pioneer. The GOAT, as Shannon Sharp calls him, GOAT James. LeBron buying stakes into the Red Sox. Um this, this one caught me off guard, uh, definitely. Definitely wasn't expecting LeBron to buy into a baseball team. I figured he'd buy into something else business-wise. But um, LeBron, if you've been following LeBron's career, he's another ambitious businessman off the court. Um, of course, he cannot acquire an NBA team while he's still playing. So uh, once he retires, I'm sure he'll have a hand strong into the nba but um the red sox you know i believe lebron's a yankees fan is he not
1: he is he yeah
0: is. so that's kind of a endowment to, to the yankees there but um it's interesting so what are you what are you feeling about lebron with her
1: well with that with that comment you can never you know put business and you know rooting for your favorite team you gotta put those those are in two different categories you know so i understand you know he's a yankee fan yankee fans right now are probably feeling some type of way like uh, you sell out you went to the, the rival but at the end of the day you gotta make money man scare me. scare money don't make money in that sense but uh this is a big move for the culture i think we all know that he like you said he wants to own uh Uh, NBA basketball team, but for him to own an MLB team, uh, we've seen the struggles with African Americans wanting to play baseball. You know, they used to do the 30 for 30s or the little doc series on ESPN about how, you know, Babe Ruth went throughout, you know, all these struggles for African Americans to play. And it's like hardly any African Americans really playing baseball nowadays. So I think you got to be honest, a lot of them are the owners of these teams are mostly white. So for him to, you know, add a little sprinkle of color in there, I think that's a power move, especially that it's the Boston Red Sox out of all teams. Like there's plenty of visiting and home players on both sides of the Red Sox that, you know, clearly stated that Boston Red Sox have some of the most racist fans that you can ever have especially with going to Fenway Park like a lot of players have feeling like yo some of the shit that they be splurting out during games is just like we we'll to have uh Detroit Pistons versus Indiana Pacers game <laughs> motherfuckers going up into the stands type shit uh but a good amount to have him uh owner is good I mean it shows progress it shows you know that it's not as bad as I guess they're they're moving in the right direction to try to improve you know it becoming a, a issue. I think it's good for him preparing to own an NBA team. Hopefully, possibly he'll get into the NFL as well. Cause damn know well we need it, and he'll probably be one of the athletes to be able to him and Jordan. It's LeBron being LeBron in my my opinion to the fullest. He's just making power moves, like we said. It's I know that he's with the um there's a the group. It's a group that owns the Red Sox. And he's, he's been with that group for quite a while because uh, that's how he bought uh, Manchester United. So it's – I can't remember the name of the group. But yeah. um, so they he, – he helps sh- have shares with them with uh, Manchester United. He's doing it for uh, the Boston Red Sox. And then I, from what a lot of people are saying is he's – he made this move because when he wants to buy a team he's going to need help he's not going to be you know most teams are probably going to be in the billions of dollars and though lebron makes plenty of money he's not yeah, really he going to be able to afford a team just by himself so he's Yeah he, he
0: doesn't he doesn't have that Steve Ballmer money
1: Yeah he's putting you know it's a game of chess and you know he's getting all the right pieces to you know make a powerful move once he you know the king is gives up the throne of the NBA best player, but can't hate on it. I'm not going to say I couldn't see something like this coming. I hope more if this does come. I hope, you know, we do get more minority coaches in all sports, including hockey. But you never know. It only takes one, and then it starts the movement.
0: That is very true. You know, it does only take one. And my biggest thing is I hope LeBron, um, like we were talking about last week, we were saying Jay-Z, you know, he bought into Brooklyn Nets, but then got out like a year or so later. I hope LeBron stays in these sports and these ventures, you know, long-term, you know, and obviously if it's not financially ruining him, but um, stays in these long terms so that we as a culture get more examples of businessmen in sports and stuff and ownership we see that becoming more common, so that's my biggest thing. You know, I, I wish Jay Z would have stayed with owning the Nets a little longer. Um, I wish so. I'm hoping LeBron, you know, gets in the Red Sox. It keeps some type of ownership, so that just helps you know the progression of the game, uh, and keeping us you know involved and in getting the culture more you know that more face time that we we deserve. You know, we get. A lot of recognition as the players, but we don't get any recognition as, like, ownership or coaching. You know, you see the NFL struggles a lot with uh, just, like, no black coaches, you know, no black head coaches. And so, you know, and the NBA, too. The NBA is like that. It's a, that's a primary black sport. And there's not a lot of black head coaches. And that's, that's crazy when you have a blocker from, like, probably what, you say the NBA is probably, what, 85% African American, probably more. You know, but there's no black coaches or there's no black owners. I
1: mean, you got that's Jordan.
0: One, you know, and like Jordan, you know, greatest, one of the greatest of all time. But, you know, like his ownership ability has been pretty top garbage. You know, Charlotte has been awful, awful for years, though they're feeling pretty nice, nice this year. You know, Lamelo's out there balling, but uh, he's taking out there his brother, you know, big lonzo you know a big baller brand out here but let me let me hold on okay yeah hater man you just a hater because the baller brand you just out here hooping yeah i just hope that you know this starts a trend that we get more like i said black ownership in sports businesses we just need more representation outside of uh athletes you know, we need more movie stars. We need more uh-huh. actors, like top grade actors. We need more of that, you know, because we don't want to. One thing I think we do a lot is uh, as a culture, we think that sports is, is the only way you'll become rich. Sports are being a rapper. You know, but there is tons of other ways. You can start businesses. You can get an ownership. You know, so let's start normalizing that as well. And there's nothing wrong with sports. If you want to be a football player, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Not everyone's blessed with the talents to, you know, play sports. Like, I'm only five, nine, you know. Like, I, I'm not going to be hooping in the NBA. You know, that that's not.
1: I hear you. I think more brothers need to be playing uh, Caucasian-dominant sports. Like, I think brothers, I mean, it's going to be very hard, but I think brothers need to, you know, try to do more tennis, you know, young african-american lady the french lady i can't remember her name at the top of my head but she just won the wimbledon or whatever how you ever said it
0: yeah wimbledon Wimbledon. yeah i think that's how you said it yeah or probably butchered that yeah
1: (laughs) ghetto ebonics i'm sorry Um, but you know we need to try to be playing more tennis more baseball more hockey more golf like
0: i think that comes from like it's the schools. So, you know, if you, you know, most African-Americans go to probably, you know, lesser schools because they grow up in, you know, projects or whatever. And not it's not everybody. Some people grow up in the suburbs and stuff. But, you know, those city schools, schools that are publicly funded, they're not going to play tennis. You know, they're just going to play the big, big four, baseball, basketball, football and soccer. You know, those are the big four or, and then, you know, like track and field and stuff like that. But you've got to get these schools to get these sports, play these sports, you know, like have yep. yourself a tennis team. Like get people involved in tennis or have yourself a lacrosse team or a rugby team or a, what is the other? What is that one? Uh, What's it called? Cricket? Mm-hmm. Cricket um, or That's, hockey? But cricket's Most more teams, of a
1: European Sport that's not really
0: right, but, but I mean you you still get you got to get it out there you know or um you said hockey like my school didn't have a hockey team at all like you had to go play you know outside to play hockey or you know you'd either play deck hockey or you play ice you know real hockey but if you don't have that type of stuff in your schools it's not going to be popular so when people get older. Or you know, they get to the age where they can be pro. That's not even going to be in their mind and be like, well, I just want to hoop," you know, or "I just want to play football" because that's that's all they had, you know. So
1: what I think they need to be doing, I think these leagues need to be starting to put money into these uh, programs to help them, because all what that would do for that sport is make it more popular and more want more people to watch it. Because if you have more people actually playing it. They're going to want to learn from the pros and watch the pros do it because that's usually, I want to say, about 55% of how all these great athletes become greats because they watch film, they you know, do the same drills as some of the professionals. So if you have the NHL actually putting programs into these areas where you know kids can learn how to play hockey or even somewhat fund a small league, For these kids to play same thing with tennis that you're going to get more views and you're going to make more revenue in that sense so it's a for to me it would be a powerful business move if these leagues actually took the time because let's think about it nba nba doesn't have to i mean they have what it play 60 that but everybody america like nba is one of the second greatest sport in in american history right now beside behind football i mean and the only reason why I say that is because football owns a day of the week. Like, like you could like, put nine like. baseball games, three basketball games, and no one's really going to watch them on Sunday because that is football sport. And football does the same thing. They got the flag football leagues. They got you know play sixty. So they're getting kids. They're they're doing their part to make their brand huge because they're actually going into the communities and and you know showing kids how to play. They're you know providing, you know, organized sports so they can actually learn how to play the the game and then of course what they're going to do they're going to turn around and watch it every Sunday because that's what you do. So if, you know, tennis and even volleyball, like if all these, you know, major sports and stuff like that actually took the time to fund youth sports, they would make more money in the long run than just trying to wait for people to want to play hockey or play baseball or i mean they do that in uh central america they fund all these that's how you get you know your all all your dominican your puerto rican your cuban your spanish cuban all of them that's how you get all your your main players out there it's because they fund it big leagues out there so i think if they did the exact same thing in america and it would blow up in my opinion,
0: yeah, that would definitely help. Um, and just more, I think another thing that would help is more televised time for those sports. You know, the the what is it? The MLS is for soccer for the America, America, like barely gets any TV time. And then it's just football, hockey, baseball, and the NBA get most of the TV time. So like tennis, unless it's like you know the Wimbledon's or you know some big tournament. They don't get a lot of TV time for, like, the smaller stuff. And so, you know, people aren't watching like that so that it doesn't spread to the younger people. Because, you know, you grow up, you're like, you can always think about Super Bowls or the finals, the NHL finals. You know, like, you can always remember watching those as a kid. But I don't remember anyone turning on, you know, the, the, you know, the Grand Slam or... You know the the cricket championships. You know what I'm saying. So I think that's just where a big part of it comes from too. And then obviously, you know, getting those programs so people, you know, can play start young, and that will get more people to play older. But it's just it's just it's a process. It's something that's probably not going to change in our lifetime. But it's not it's something to think about definitely.
1: Stranger things have happened, bro. Stranger things have
0: happened. It's true. It's true. But, you know, it's just getting that younger generation, you know, to to play. So you need to be pressing Marley be like, hey, you're going to play, you know, you're going to play cricket.
1: Bro, she doing it all. I swear. Like me and Raven have it said that she has to play once. She has to do one sport. She has to try it. She has to go through the whole season. We ain't doing this. Oh, I don't, I want to cheer. And then like two weeks into it, like, I don't want to go to practice. Now nah, you drag, we dragging your ass out there and we're not going to force our, like, I'm not going to force her to play basketball, but we're going to have her try out at least each sport to see what she likes. And then if she prefers basketball over, you know, cheerleading or whatever, then we're going to, that's what we're focused on. Like, all right, this is your sport. We're going to try to get you, you know, college scholarship. Let's let's do this. We're going all in. And that's with all my kids. I just feel like I'm not going to force them to play. Like, if I have a son, of course, I want him to play football. But I'm not going to force him to play football because he has to love that game himself. If he doesn't love it, then he's not going to put any effort into it. And I don't want my kids to play a sport just to please me. But I also don't want them just coming home fucking playing video games and getting fat either.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I definitely do. So um but what do y'all think about Kanye? What do y'all think about LeBron? Um what are y'all thoughts on all that? You know? Um do you feel like it's been a good thing for the culture, bad thing for the culture, you know? Do you think Kanye deserves to be the richest black man in America? Uh, let us know. Chime in. But we're gonna take a little break for our sponsors and we will be back. As we always say, we appreciate y'all listening to the sponsorships. You know, we'll say it again. Helps us upgrade our stuff, give you A1 quality. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I got a new mic. So I hope uh you know, I hope that helps. Yeah. And I hope y'all just keep listening. But we're gonna move on to our second half of segments. So we're gonna talk actually about the song Watson. Um, I don't know if, if y'all have been paying attention. If you watch sports uh, talk shows, you definitely have been hearing this story. Um, Sean Watson's getting some serious trouble. He's got some sexual assault allegations uh, coming up. Um, and this story is kind of strange because in the sense of, like, he started out with only one. Uh, it was at the beginning of the week. And then since the week has gone on, and we're just at, you know, the end of the week now, He's gone up to 7 women have come forward saying that she has uh, sexually assaulted them and they were I was watching like first take or no not first take um undisputed and um they were describing like they read one of the reports and some of the stuff that was actually in it was kind of disturbing if it's true um so uh, we just want to give our little opinion on it so we'll uh, let you go first Malcolm what do you think about the Deshaun Watson stuff.
1: So first I want to say that I don't take this accusation lightly. Though we don't have the facts until we do neither side is right or wrong. I've been through the situation. It's not fun. You have everyone looking at you different, questioning you as a person, your character, even people that you knew for years. Luckily for me, I was able to clear my name and then prove the doubters wrong. So I ended up getting the last laugh in my situation. But now for Deshaun, I feel like if it's false, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it is false. But if it is false, I truly believe in all my consciousness that it's the Texans doing this shit. Uh, I believe that they're mad. He don't want to play for them. Uh, he's already got his money, so it's not like they can take money away from him because most of the money he got was already guaranteed, and they know it. He's a smart ass businessman, so. I believe that they're using these allegations and using these women to drain some of his account to make him play for the Houston Texans. So what I feel like they're going to do is they have all these allegations out to get him. He's going to go through the courts. And then the Houston Texans is like, you know what, don't worry about it, Deshaun. We're going to help you out. We're going to get you the best lawyers that you can get. And we're going to protect you, Deshaun, the athlete, and the human being they're going to make this situation go away and then they're going to be like see this is why you need to stay with the houston texans they've been saying that Deshaun's not going nowhere for the last several months they ain't worried about trading him they're not even considering it no type of thing like that he's already made it clear he don't want to play with them he already made it clear that he's going to sit out this is like to me it's one of his, their little power moves. This is like that you add a line boy and we're going to correct it mentality type shit. Like I said, it's like, let us help you in your time of need. Now, I don't know Deshaun Watson personally, of course. Um, I would say I would like to, though. He's a dope ass athlete and person. I follow his IG all the time. And that man. although their are accusations. He does a lot of charity work. And so it's kind of strange to hear about all this shit. I mean, I don't, from what I've saw of Deshaun Watson, this is really out of pocket. This is like really, you know, outside. It's kind of weird. So I'm not saying that I don't believe these women because, you know, we've seen throughout history some of these people that make themselves seem super innocent done some of the most gruesome and nastiest shit but if it's false again i don't know if it's false or not but i'm a real like i'm really big into starting this movement and that's if a woman falsely accuses a man of rape she should go to jail there's countless of cases of this where men were spending some from 10 to even 20 years in jail and let's be honest even some of the most gruesome uh, incidences like uh, Emmett Till was because a woman was lying. And I just feel like if what these ladies are doing is damaging these men's reputation and putting them like, like I said, for me, I I had it to where people were like really looking at me sideways and thinking like I was this monster and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm y'all should know me better than that. But I really just think that they should because if you give a false statement, so if you go to court and give a false statement, they're putting your ass in jail. So if they can clearly pull that you're, prove that you're lying. You go to jail. If you falsify documents, you go to jail. So why do these ladies get away with, you know, falsifying a serious offense? Uh, do I think that it's really going to happen? Nah, because the crime does mentally and psychologically damage the victim. So, I mean, you can't really, it's like a gray area. Like you can, for for most cases, you can kind of, you know, punish them. But at the same time, it's like women would have the case that you're, you're making the victim the villain in this situation. Um, ladies always like to claim the qualities that our society has but that one speaks volumes for men. I hope the truth comes out and that we're able to seek justice for either side. It feels like the Texans are plotting.
0: Um, I never actually thought of it like that. So when you brought that up, like that was an interesting take. Um, I mean, if it really is the Texans trying to do that, man, that's some grimy ass shit. But um, as, as the court always says, you are innocent until proven guilty. So in my eyes, right now, Deshaun hasn't done anything wrong because he, there's no proof, you know. And I always find it funny that when there is a sexual assault allegation against an uh, athlete, it will start out with one person, right? One woman. And then throughout the course of a week, a month, or whatever there's all of a sudden 30 women or 10 women, 25 women, like some astronomical number. And I was like, it's just always like, well, where were all these people at before? You know, I know they say, well, they get the courage to come forward when one person comes forward. And it's like, so you're telling me that it takes one person to get, you know, 50, 40 women. You know, like for instance, the Bill Cosby situation, right? You know, he had a lot of women coming forward and then the court had to end up like, throwing some of them out because they're like yeah no like you you're saying this happened 55 years ago and you don't have any proof or anything you're just coming forward all out of the blue and it is really it's damaging to the player because these are high profile player he's a high profile name these are high profile people they make a lot of money and the first thing that these people do is what do they do well we won't press charges on you um if you pay us you know. Four hundred thousand dollars, like, so you're already telling me that the only reason why you're coming forward is because you want some money. You know, and if if I was a person that was saying I was sexually assaulted and I legitimately felt that way, I wouldn't care about the money. I don't want that person to go to jail, right? I mean, that's the whole purpose of you coming forward is for to get justice. But yet you're asking for a you asking for money, you know, and then you're saying, oh, well, I, I was I was scared. To say anything but now that i can possibly get some money i, I got the courage to come forward like you know it, and that's that's the craziest part to me you know it's like
1: and you want to know the worst part of it is it's like i've known people that got really raped and stuff like that ain't no amount of money in the world can exactly repay those damages exactly. that, that person took from that lady like exactly. I, I know per- people that I, I love dearly that you know have been in that tragic situation, and they're not the same. Like you lose a piece of yourself because someone took something from you.
0: Exactly, and, and it's like your money's not going to do anything.
1: And they're already claiming. I already uh, heard this on Undisputed. I think it was, or it's someone. It was on one of the the networks, and it was saying that they that the lawyer. Uh, The first victim was already trying to get like a seven or six. Six figure settlement. Six figure settlement. And it's like, so like you're telling, like, I just don't see it. Like, if I got something happened to me, I don't want, like, money's not going to do anything for me. Unless it's, unless I'm using that money for a lifetime of counseling. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to make you, it's not going to make your life better. You need to see him go to jail. I'm not settling for shit. I I want that person to go to jail and let motherfuckers that have been in there for a long time handle the situation because he took matters into his own hands. So he's going to get it back to him. Karma is a bitch. And I'm not going to sit there and allow money to not put someone in jail for
0: of crime. And so that's why I think I agree with you. If you come forward and you make a false allegation, you should go to jail. And also, if you're claiming that someone raped you, you should not be able to put a civil suit against them. Because the fact that you can just say, oh, if you give me $500,000, I won't say anything. Like, that's not, that's not right. And that's not how you're supposed to go about justice. That also, that protects, one, that protects the person. Who did the crime, right? Because all he has to do is give you money and you don't want to say anything. And then two, you're promoting people to come forward for the sole reason of giving getting money. Basically. And like you know, and that's not that's not justice. That's just a broken way to get rich quick. Oh, you raped me. Or oh, you sexually assaulted me. And a lot of times, and Shannon Sharp said this, and he's like, you know, as a male And nowadays, like, it's really true, like, as a man, like, you really got to watch, you know, who you're with. And like, even if you think you know someone, like, those one-on-one interactions, man, you got to be careful with those, because you really don't know what that person may come up the next day and say, you know, like, y'all could have just been chilling on the couch, and nothing could have happened. But as soon as you tell Shorty, you know, like, oh, I'm not interested in a relationship, Or you say the one wrong thing, and she's bitter. Bitter like that, it's over. And it's a smudge on your name forever, you know, and it's not cool. It's not funny. And it's not something that you can just make go away like that. Like, you got to go through an investigation, you know, and your whole life is, you know, and depending on what you're doing, you know, that your whole life is turned upside down. It's just, I get tired, and I'm not saying that these women are lying. Let me just disclaim that. I'm not saying that. I just get tired of seeing sexual assault and money and just and not for the right reasons. So it just very much irritates me. But if Deshaun Watson, as I, as I said in the beginning, if he did this, all these things, yes, he should go to jail. The only thing I'll say about your Houston plan is, wouldn't the league step in? He would be probably put on the um, exemption list like Antonio Brown was, so he would probably spend.
1: No, not really. Just because it's his first offense. Antonio Brown had a history of, you know, off the wall shit. Because I mean, he before the sexual assaults, or maybe after the sexual assault, he also had that conflict with the movers. I guess he, him and his trainer, like beat up some movers, some
0: yeah, some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. A whole bunch of shit. Yeah, a- cool.
1: Antonio Brown's been having some. You know, and I like Antonio Brown, but he's. He had a history of, you know, off the field incidents to where it was like that. Now, the only thing that I can, you could kind of relate it to is uh, Ray Rice. But the reason why Ray Rice has never been heard of ever since that incident was because that shit was on, uh, that was recorded. And it was literally played on every social media, every news channel, every sports channel known to man. So, um, some stuff you just can't can't get away with. But like I said, I don't think that the league would f- step in just for the simple fact that Deshaun Watson has been squeaky clean since this. And like I said, he's done su- a ton of charity work. He just got done doing a charity work in Gainesville, from where he's from, doing like some like super car show or some something like that. And it's like he's like he's giving back so much to the city of Houston. Like I, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying that it would be strange.
0: Right, and right now they're not playing at all. So, I mean, I'm just saying in the future, if it was to come out that he did do these things, I, I feel like it, just with the sheer amount of women that are coming forward, he would just get put on the exemption list and probably wouldn't be allowed to play. You got, you know, it's just, he's such a high profile player that I just feel like the league would be like, nah, you can't play. Cause I mean, I would feel like that would look really bad on the NFL if you're letting a dude with seven sexual assault cases just make millions of dollars and play true football.
1: Um, also, I think he's engaged or he got a fiance too. So it's really, like I said, it's just with the timing and it's, everything, yeah,
0: it, it's out of character for, from what we've seen of him. Yes, and so that's why I'm a little bit skeptical. But then again, it's like we don't know—like neither one of us know Deshaun Watson on a personal level, so it's it's hard to say, you know. Um, but it doesn't—it does not seem like he's that type of person from what I have seen and from what you have seen. So it's just—it was just weird and strange. So that's why I was like that Houston stuff, kind of like kind of made sense to me because I was like, huh oh, I. Yeah, you know, I never heard anything bad about the Sean watch. And, you know, like most players who have trouble, you know, are habitual offenders, you know, or they have small trouble first, you know, and then, you know. It, it usually starts it keeps, in, like, college. Increases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you know, like, oh, out of college, you know, he had a sexual assault case. Like, uh, was that Jameis Winston had one in college?
1: I believe so. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, like he came out of college already – having an incident you know i don't know what came out of that i don't remember what came out of that but johnny manziel i believe had some like straight out of college and he was on drugs and you know what i'm saying like so normally there's a pattern of behavior that leads up to it Baker It's just Baker strange. Knew. yeah it's just strange that uh for a player to just boom one day seven women are saying you sexually assaulted me you know so and he's denying it so i mean as as everyone would but so it just will be interesting to say, like as I said, he's innocent until proven until proven guilty, and let the evidence come out, and the evidence will speak for itself. The a sexual assault case, I mean, it's they're pretty dry, cut and dry. You you either gonna have evidence that you were raped, or you or the you know, evidence that that incident happened. Um, I know that there were some undisputed was saying there were some text messages coming out were gonna be leaked between him and one of the ladies. So you'll have evidence, though. That's that's the thing about sexual assaults, is they're easy to prove that it happened. Because, you know, there's going to be evidence. Like, if you said you were a drug, there'll be evidence that you had drugs. You know, that if you said you were raped, you can get tests that say you had sex. So that's the one good thing, you know, about modern-day technology. So, but we'll see what happens with old Deshaun Watson. This is not looking good for Houston, man. Y'all just are catching L's. <laughs> L's in sports.
1: Except sports. for the University of Houston, man. We doing well. Well, last time I checked, we were doing well. They they won today. So, Texas is – the state of Texas is undefeated in uh, March Madness, if you haven't, if you haven't yeah, seen not Yeah, the that.
0: Texas Tech won against Purdue.
1: Yeah, North Texas won. They upset it, you know. Big things in Sorry. Texas, boy. Big thing in Texas. Yeah.
0: So that's Deshaun Watson, though y'all chime in on that conversation. Let us know how you're feeling. Um, but we're gonna move on from that into another story we saw on Instagram. And I wish we had the ability to put the video feed in here, but um, basically it was a woman being arrested, and basically there um, she was detained. So she would end up being detained. He was searching her, and the officer found. Uh, pipe and then he found some like white powdery substance in her purse so he was going to arrest her as as normal and she was resisting arrest um started running around the car uh got ran inside her car he was uh was using non-lethal at first um he was tasing her but it wasn't really affecting her she was a kind of heavier set woman so um if you guys know anything about tasers and stuff like that like the bigger the person is it's just it's, it's not gonna have as much as an effect on them. So he was tasing her. He probably didn't have good prongs. They probably weren't in well. But um, then the situation goes awry. and she ends up grabbing her gun, trying to grab a gun, and the officer kills her. And we just wanted to talk about it because one, we just want to kind of like a show y'all like an example of what an officer doing their job and doing the right things is. Over Black Lives Matters type deals that, you know, started up last year and have been going on for years, but that got a lot of attention last year. So I want to just bring that to light because a me and Malcolm both are prior security forces or so we were in the law enforcement world. We understand, you know, like what you're supposed to be doing compared to what a person is actually doing. What's, you know, right or wrong. So uh, I'll let you go first, though.
1: No, I haven't seen the whole video. All I saw was to the point where he's tasing her and she's in the driver's seat. I don't believe that the officer was in the wrong. He was way too nice to her. He let her go in into her purse first of all. When I, you, you see him walking to her, she's in her purse, and for police officer, that's like a no-no. You don't allow someone to go into anything because you don't know what they're going to pull out. You know, it might be a knife, might be a gun. So it's. For officer safety, you don't want it to do that. But he was cool, calm, and collective. Let her do that. He, then she gave him the purse. and But you could tell that she was shady just the way that she was acting. She was like, you making me nervous. Like, her whole demeanor was just, like, off. He let her go in her car, too. And that's a super no-no for the exact reason. If they have a weapon, you're screwed. Because if they run to the car, I mean, they have the upper hand on you because you're you're not going to be pulling your gun out at that time. I was kind of glad that this story came out. Not for the fact that, you know, someone has lost their life, but that I know police brutality ain't new, and that shit exists. I don't know about you, Book, but I've had to deal with it, and I'm light-skinned it, so I've been searched as a minor, no parent consent. I've been thrown on the hood of a hot-ass fucking car. I've been thrown to the ground, searched, you know, kicked, you know, tree-like animal, but Media be having people fooled that as rough of it as it may be for a lot of people, people need to be held up for accountable for their actions. Like this lady was totally out of the wrong. Like you risked you just lost your life because you refused to go to jail. You wanted to be childish or run away. Like there's nothing justified about her actions at all in any sense. Uh-huh. And that not all officers are out here gunning people down. I mean, we do have a lot of history has proven throughout centuries that, you know, police have destroyed people's lives and taken people's lives away from them or, you know, little any resistance at all. But that's because uh, of the media and racist as cops. I do feel like. Officers jobs now are at an all time high of being risk at risk just because of you know, what people see in the media and people's opinions towards police officers now because of all the innocent lives that they have been taken over the years. He did the right procedures. He tased her ass. I mean, I would have tased her ass, too. As soon as she started running around the car, she would have got tased. And I wouldn't have let, I would have kept riding that that lightning until she would have been cooperative uh, from what the stories have or what others have said she or the remaining video that i didn't watch she reached for her gun and at that point i'm gonna defend myself so killed or be yeah, killed in a, that instance it's
0: a, it's a gg then
1: yeah reach for gun, it's a gg um the best part of it all was uh the page that i saw the clip from. There was a lot of, you know, brothers and sisters on there was talking about, you know, the officer was in the right and, you know, she was in the wrong. She lost her life being dumb, doing dumb ass shit. And I think that's key. I think that is major just for the simple fact that, you know, a lot of African-Americans, like I said, see police in a negative aspect and always think that they're, they're always the villain of the situation and that, you know... They're guilty until proven innocent. And for the simple fact that, you know, a lot of them were talking about this is not a Black Lives situation. Like, this is an ignorant person that, you know, lost her life because of her own actions. And I think instead of taking the easy route and blame the officer, they held the the person accountable for their actions. So that's my point on it.
0: So, this is like a public service announcement to everybody who's listening to this. Look, don't, if you're getting pulled over by a police officer, don't act stupid. Don't give a police officer a reason to do anything extra. Give them a reason to not do anything extra. If you, the more compliant you are, the better chance you have of walking away with the situation unscathed. Maybe not even a ticket, maybe just a warning you know, you come out the gate with an attitude because you're black and you feel like you're getting pulled over because you're black, like you're already going to be in a, in a bind, I guess I'll, I'll use the word I'll use is a bind. So get pulled over, just follow the basic procedures, get your license and registrations out, have your hands where the officer can see them. If you want to, yes, you can ask questions. You can ask why you've been pulled over, you know, uh, and stuff like that you can ask for their badge number and all that type of stuff but before you um, escalate to just being a dick you know you got to understand that your life is pretty much in their hands so don't act a fool and you know generally you'll walk out unscathed now there's been a lot of situations recently where that hasn't happened and those are the faults of the police officers and, and you know they don't deserve to be police officers but if you get one that um, knows what they're doing is doing their job properly properly you will walk out of the situation unscathed you know a ticket whatever i'd rather for me personally i'd rather get a ticket than die you know (laughs) i mean i don't i don't think you know there's not a i don't feel like that's even a thing you argue about but clearly for this lady she didn't want to go to jail that bad that she was gonna you know try to grab her gun that's just dumb you know like you that's dumb. You probably, she probably went to jail for what, 24 hours, made bail or got released. You know, like it wasn't even that serious to do, you know, act that stupid. So um, just give yourself the best advantage you can, you know, in those type of situations. Um, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not saying that every police officer's out here doing the right thing because they're not, you know, we've seen it with George Floyd and everybody else that's out here getting, you know, unlawfully killed, but please people don't be dicks. That's what I'll say. That's number one. And number two is, you know, know that being a police officer is, you know, there is a, it's a scary situation for them just as much as it is for you because you don't know, you know, that other person's mindset, right? You pull someone over, you don't know if they're just a fanatic anti you know cop killing Person, right? You know, you pull over. You know, you might have just pulled them over because they were speeding. You were planning to give them a warning, and that was it. If everything came back cool, and you know, this person ends up pulling a gun and shooting you, it's 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 a real weird situation. And I think sometimes, you know, being on the other side, the police officers don't get the benefit that they, you know, sometimes they deserve. And in court, they do, but from the people, they don't. So just got to understand, you know, like. You're searching, he was searching her, right? She was just doing a bunch of crazy shit. As you said, you know, she was digging in her purse and was acting real funny and then started running around the, you know, like, that's a no, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a no. That's, you get tased and put in handcuffs, like straight off rip. Like, we're not even doing that. So the fact that he even was giving her as many chances as he was before the situation. And then, and then instead of, you know, just being like, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to jail. It is what it is. Like you, she tries to pull a gun. So, you know, I'm, like I as you said, I'm just happy, you know, people weren't trying to paint it as Black Lives Matter and our understanding that, you know, not every situation is Black Lives Matter. And you, you determine, you know, how much a situation turns into a bad one And in, you know, most cases. So that was my thing. You know, just people just be smart, you know, be smart.
1: And another thing is, like, I have be hating watching, like, videos on social media where, like, there's, like, people, like, antagonizing police officers. It's like, kill me, bitch. Yeah. Like, I'll fuck you up. Like, da 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 And it's like, so, basically, what you're doing <laughs> is you're pissing off an officer. Even though he might not do nothing to you, he's going to be pissed off that rest of the night. So, then you get someone that's, I, like, like, people don't let shit go nowadays anymore. So, like, he has to deal with all that anger. He has it built in inside of him. So by the time he, uh, towards the end of his shit, he has to deal with that all night long. It's just a matter of time before he's out there, like, doing something he's not supposed to out of anger. People don't think straight when they're mad. It's a clear fact. No one thinks clearly. No one watches what their actions are or what they say. They just react because they've been pissed off. So if you get, like, all these kids and all these people talking about, shoot me, bitch. Fuck you! Fuck the police! Do this, this, and that, and you have to endear that all day long, seven days a week. You, there's, it's only a matter of time before incident happens, and the, and unfortunately, it's always the person that doesn't deserve it that always lose their life, not the people that should be getting their ass beat because they just have a fucking mouth on them.
0: Yeah, that is true. You don't, you don't know, you know that being nice to the police officer may be the difference between him you know, doing some crazy shit later on in the week. So, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword, you know, like police officers need to, you know, respect you and you need to respect them and it's vice versa, you know. So as I said, just give yourself the best chance to, uh, you know, to walk out of the situation unscathed, you know, that's that's the goal of every traffic stop, you know, is to just leave the situation unscathed. I don't, I mean... I think people have this um stigma that like police officers are trying to put people in jail. That that's a lot of paperwork if you don't know. <laughs> uh it's not it's not easy to put someone in jail. You got to fill out a lot of stuff and as soon as um you mess something up, like that's it. It's fucked up and that person's going to walk. So just just respect the officers and and show respect and just do everything you can so that we don't have any more Black Lives Matters movements on as much as possible. So that's what I'll leave off with that. So but that's that. We have one more thing. We have women empowerment for the finish up. Um so what do you what do you who do you have this who do you have for us this elderly? I'm a butcher,
1: her first name. It's I think it's like Tarana Burke and basically she's the the lady that started the well she's a civil rights activist but she's also the founder of the Me Too movement. I know we were talking about sexual assaults and all that today so I, I figured that I'd give her her shine. She was Time's Person of the Year in 2017. She's like I said she's the founder of Me Too movement in the 90s way before, you know, it became the hashtag viral She's the founder of Just Be Inc., a nonprofit organization that provides support for victims of sexual assault and sexual harassment. She's also one of the individuals that spoke in the doc Uh, series, um, the R. Kelly uh, series. I forgot the name of it, but uh, powerful woman. Like I said, Uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment is no joke. Uh, I don't take those allegations and those those crimes very lightly. I've gotten into many altercations for people trying to, you know, take advantage of women and shit like that. So um, I thought I'd give her a shout out.
0: Okay. Um, so for my person, um, I'm picking... Uh, so Claudia Jones was one of the most influ- influential... Black Radical and Feminist Intellects of the 20th Century. She was born in um, Trinidad in 1915. Jones migrated to Harlem during the 1920s and became an active member of the Communist Party. A gifted writer and journalist, Jones worked to broaden um, Marxist theory by centering women and gender and race. Her groundbreaking article at the end to neglect the problems of the Negro women published in 1949 emphasized triple oppression of race, class, and gender. And laying the foundation for what Kimberly Crenshaw later termed interselectivism So um, I picked her mainly because, if you guys haven't noticed, like I have a trend of picking um, people who are influential in like education, and I just feel like it's important, to, you know, to sh- show, you know, how we've uh, affected education and how. Um, just how culture has affected education in general, and just how we broaden our knowledge. And you know, it's not all about just the same people that you always hear about, like Charles Darwin and other people like that, and people like that. Like There are other people in there who have expanded on these theories and have turned them into what they are today. So without them, they wouldn't be where they are today. So that's, that's my person for women empowerment. So shout out to all the women out there, as always. You guys, without our child, there's going to be no new life. So shout out to all the women out there. Yeah,
1: we love y'all. We love y'all.
0: So that was the show for this week. Um, we hope you guys had a great week. We hope it was filled with positivity and just great affirmation of whatever you want it to be. Um, if you're a bike rider out there, you know, show me some love as I'm re-emerging into the bike community tomorrow.
1: Don't steal his um, shit.
0: Yeah, please don't steal my bike again. Like y'all just <laughs> uh, Y'all want the podcast to continue, don't steal my bike. Cause if I'm in jail, I can't make episodes. So well actually I probably could. That's,
1: but that's not,
0: okay, just, <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not try that. But um yeah. So I'm going back into the bike community. All the housing people out there Put some positive energy on Malcolm and his house journey. I know. So
1: tough. So tough. You know,
0: hey, if you got some advice for my man, you know, let him know. Maybe a tip, you know, maybe he can uh, finesse and get, you know, the house of his dreams for at the lowest cost. Uh, Actually, are you using your VA loan? No,
1: no, 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 this time. No. Reason why is because me and uh, Raven ain't married.
0: Okay. Well, that would help if you did that. But.
1: Refinance, refinance,
0: refinance. Refinance. But um, yeah. So that's that's the show for this week. As as always, we hope y'all have a good rest of your week, and we will see y'all next Saturday. Deuces. Peace.